Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Windsors. We are talking all about the Queen. She's been on a surprise engagement with the Princess Royal. Explosive revelations coming out with the revenge book for Meghan and Harry. And we're also going to be covering the Earthshot Prize. Where in America is it going to be? Keep listening to find out. Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and, and let's keep, keep up with, with the Windsors. Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Michelle, we're surviving the heat wave. <laughs> we are sweltering. Now, I love the heat and I've absolutely been melting. I feel like Olaf has <laughs> melted like a snowman. I have found it really difficult. How are you coping, Rach? We're typical Brits, aren't we? We can't stop talking about the weather. <laughs> I know. We're just not equipped for this weather. We're not equipped for the heat. Like our houses are built for the heat to be kept in. We have no air conditioning in our houses. So it's just trying not to get agitated by everyone and everything. Yeah, the heat was like somebody's opened an oven. Like it was <laughs> that hot. And I went to bed last night and the thermometer said 30 degrees centigrade whilst oh. I was sleeping. Like it didn't get any lower than that. Oh, it's been a nightmare. But we're over the worst of it now, Rach, we hope. We now we got hope. these disastrous thunderstorms on the way. We've made it through. So well done. Well done. <laughs> Talking <laughs> of disastrous thunderstorms, bit of explosive news coming out this week to do with the royals, isn't there? So explosive. It's just like, whoa, can we take a chill pill? So much is happening. Yeah, I know. Well, we thought potentially as the summer holidays draws closer, it might be a nice, easy, breezy time. But actually, no, <laughs> we are totally seeing it in a different way. We just want to give a massive hello to some of our new VIP Royal Community members, Charlotte, Rosanna and Deb. If you would like to support us and the podcast, keep us on the air. We're currently at 82% show, aren't we, for our software, for our new editing package. So going to be amazing when we get to 100% because if you've listened to our one year anniversary episode, you'll know that it takes at least five hours to edit about 30 minutes of podcast. So this software will be amazing because it's going to cut down on that time. So thanks so much for everyone who supported us so far. If you would love to support us, head on over to Kofi, K-O-F-I, and it's four pounds or six bucks. You can do a one-off or you can join our membership and become part of the VIP Royal community, just like Charlotte, Rosanna, and Deb. Whether you are supporting us over on Kofi or just join us here on the podcast, we're so thankful to have you. And I think, Rach, it's time to get on because we've got so much to talk about this week. So let's get on to the Royal Rounder. So, Shell, let's start with Prince Andrew, the movie. <laughs> Tell us everything. What's going on? So we found out that Prince Andrew's disastrous BBC interview is set to be made into a film. And it's going to be titled Scoop, which will be based on the book Scoops behind the scenes of the BBC's most shocking interviews, which is by Sam McAllister. Now, we've heard that shooting begins in November with Hugh Grant tipped to play Andrew. Hugh Grant, OMG. I want, um, I want to know whether Hugh Grant can sweat. Well, no, because apparently he doesn't sweat, does he, Shell? No, but that's what I'm saying. If he does, he's going to have to act his booty off. 
you know, not to sweat under the lights. So the movie will look at how the BBC's Newsnight team got the scoop, then the actual filming of the interview and why Andrew agreed to it. To be honest, it's something I thought about straight away. Like, why did he agree to do it? So maybe this has got to shine a light on that. Yeah, so I think this just goes to show that this story is not going away for the royal family, is it? It's just not something that can be brushed under the carpet. It's obviously something they want to try and make people forget about. But with a movie like this, it's not going to happen. Are you going to watch this movie, Rach? I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. It will be interesting once the trailer comes out. I'm intrigued. Don't get me wrong. I am intrigued. But is it going to be the same as, like, Crown? Is it going to be dramatised in that sense? I don't know. So... Until we get a bit more information, obviously, when we do know more Royal Community, we'll let you guys know as well. Do you think you'll watch it? Well, Royal Community, I watch Spencer for you. I'll watch this for you. I will. I will watch this for you. And if um, you've watched our YouTube video, you know that Spencer is literally one of the worst films we've ever seen, ever. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Honestly, it's just one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> the funniest thing was actually sitting next to Rachel in the cinema while she was watching it. Hilarious. <laughs> right, let's move on to Prince Edward. As patron of the Production Guild of Great Britain, a new award has been named in his honour. The Production Guild provides support to UK film and TV production crews. And as their patron, Edward said, I hope this annual award will help celebrate the good work being carried out across the industry, champion best practice and make a positive difference. Aww. That's, That's nice. nice. That's an award to be named after him, isn't it? Yeah, because he never really gets a little sprinkle of fairy dust, does he? Do you know what I mean? And this it's, is nice. He's kind of like almost forgotten. I always think the majority of people know Prince Charles and Princess Anne. But until, you know, the whole BBC interview, not that many people knew who Andrew was, to be fair. And Edward, who's he again? Sometimes it's good to be under the radar, especially with the royal family. But I think this is lovely. This is a bit of positivity here. I'm living for it. So let's move on to the Queen and the Princess Royal. Shall we have a joint engagement? How amazing was this? Okay, royal community, I literally have just gasped because I literally thought for the rest of her life, she's only going to move one metre away from Windsor Castle. Yeah. Or possibly Balmoral when she heads up there. And then she's there, obviously with my favourite, <laughs> the royal hobnob. I was so happy. So Her Majesty was there to open the Thames Hospice. Now, she actually opened this back in 1987 and she was there to open the new building. Um, she met patients and staff. And whilst there, she was speaking to patient Pat White when her husband's phone went off. And I don't know if you saw this, show. Did you no, see I this didn't. video? No, I didn't. They're having a conversation. The phone goes off and the Queen went, typical, a phone goes off immediately. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then after Pat was giving an interview and just obviously so embarrassed, she said, I could have killed him. People, <laughs> people think the Queen is all stiff up a lip, but she has a sense of humour. And then, Shell, we had a pack attack. We haven't said pack attack in a while, have we? We haven't, no. This was quite a um, substantial plaque as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But like you, I honestly, I was just so excited to see the Queen out and about. And I think we just have to appreciate these moments now, don't we? We just have to count yeah. them with a blessing. And any time that we do see her outside of Windsor Castle, we can't take it for granted now, can we? No. And I thought she looked fabulous. I thought her interactions with the people there were authentic and lovely. I was living for this engagement. I thought it was brilliant. So now moving on, you know, sometimes I get really happy when the Prince of Wales is in Wales. We saw the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall in Cornwall because Prince Charles is the Duke of Cornwall. But let me tell you something. They were there on the hottest day on UK record. 
and they visited the beautiful coastal town of Penzance. I've never been to Penzance. No, me neither. I really want to go. Every time I think of Cornwall, it reminds me of Poldark, so I just need to go there. <laughs> but the thing is, people were brave in the heat to meet Charles and Camilla. And did you see that Camilla was sporting a little parasol as well, Rach? Oh, so she. She looks amazing, didn't she? I loved it. It was one way to keep the heat out, wasn't I it? I know, I know. They held a garden party at Bockenock House to celebrate 70 years of Charles's role as head of the Duchy of Cornwall. Yeah, and we've seen them in a few engagements in Cornwall this week because they do call it Cornwall Week, don't they? They do, yeah. It's just been nice to see them. And as we say, Shell, about the Queen, you know, Charles and Camilla, they're in their 70s. This weather for elderly people is very dangerous. For them to be out and about, you know, I had to doff my cap to them. Yeah, actually, I was quite going to say a royal community I'm just going to be honest with you that's all I can be I was quite angry I was quite angry they just didn't take the day off you know they could have got heat stroke we need them right now it was not a good thing and then to have a garden party when it's that hot I think he was I hate to say it he was a bit irresponsible it was I saw this amazing band playing and I had a gazebo over the top of the band but there were still children on the edges playing right in the blistering sun I thought just get in the shade you yeah, know, and crazy. Yeah, and I just, I just thought to myself, hmm. I know it's really hard. They pack so much in, but I think things could have been changed slightly, especially because they are in their seventies. And we had a warning: like, check your animals, your children, your pensioners. They are pensioners, exactly, yeah. right? Exactly. But then, do you know what? Everyone has the right to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> I was in the house with a fan on my face in the dark. Let me get on with my life if that's what they want to do. Fine. But could you imagine if they got heat stroke? I don't. And then we actually saw Camilla the day after and she visited a local school. She heard about the work that one of her patronages, Silver Stories, yeah. the work that they do there. And I actually love this patronage. And what it does is it links children up with elderly people and the children read books over the phone to the elderly people so that they are not alone and they have a bit of company. And I think this is such a brilliant charity. I'd love to get involved with. I was going to say, actually, I think this is a very new patronage because I'm sure we covered it when she announced it. I think it was last year. Yeah, last year. And I think, you know, anything to do with volunteering and helping people who are lonely, it's just an excellent way to give back to your community. So happy birthday to Camilla. Happy uh, birthday to birthday you. Happy you. birthday. Merry berry cake for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was Beatrice and Edo's second wedding anniversary. And I know you were gushing over Beatrice's look on the wedding day. Oh. Can you believe it's been two years? Two years. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? I, one of, do you know what, Shell, though? It is one of my favourite royal wedding looks I know, ever. I know. And we were lucky enough to see Beatrice's wedding dress, didn't we? At Windsor Castle, we went on display. We did not just that, but we actually saw her shoes as well. Was the fringe tiara there? No, no, but her um, bouquet that she had, that was there. But we've seen the fringe tiara at Kensington Palace, haven't we? So put it all together in our heads. But you loved it, didn't you? And it was such a beautiful dress in real life. It's not my style, but she looked absolutely incredible. And seeing it in person as well was just really special. Yeah. I thought I'd add these two little bits in, Rach. Um, And one is we saw Princess Anne at Hyde Park Bombing Memorial. She laid a wreath at the service of remembrance to commemorate 40 years since the bombing. It was just one of those really 
poignant moments for Princess Anne. And I just had to mention her this week because I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and Shell, we also found out that the Airship Prize is going to be held in Boston Best this year. Man! Oh my gosh. So we knew from last year when we was watching the ceremony of the Airship Prize that it would be held in the USA, but we didn't know where. And it's been confirmed actually today as we started filming this podcast. I'm really, really excited. Firstly, I've never been to Boston. Maybe this is time for me to go. Who knows? <laughs> and also the YouTubers that I watch, they've gone to Boston and they did that um, trail. And I was like, oh, that looks amazing. And guess what? It's got my favorite restaurant in the whole world there. What's that? Cheesecake <laughs> Factory. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I researched this week. Where's the nearest Cheesecake Factory to me in the UK? We don't have any in Europe, by the way. Not that I know of. They're all in Dubai, they're in China, and they're in America. They haven't come to Europe yet. We're missing out. It's the best restaurant in the whole world, <laughs> I have to say. It just is. Then I think America misses out on Nando's, so <laughs> you can't have it all, can you? <laughs> well, that's it. That's our Royal Roundup for this week. Jam-packed as always. Buckle up, Royal Community. As we say, it's been a bumpy ride. So let's get on with the Royal News for this week. Right, Royal Community. A new tell-all book is released this week titled Revenge. Meghan, Harry, and the War Between the Windsors. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, what a title. <laughs> what a title. That just like pulls you into sorrow, doesn't it? I mean, it's telling you everything in the title there, isn't it? The War Between the Windsors. Wow. Wow. So we've had excerpts in the Times this week and some of the revelations are quite, you know, explosive, aren't they? Yeah. Why don't they releasing parts of the book, these excerpts, before the actual release to kind of get yeah. like people talking about it to basically get you to buy the book isn't it well it, i think it's a good pr strategy but also i think they're picking out the juiciest bits from the book yeah i wonder whether the rest of the book is just going to fall flat but who knows yeah. you never know yeah so the book includes revelations including that the queen didn't want megan at prince philip's funeral that Meghan was upset over the Vanity Fair cover, an article titled She's Wild About Harry, as she wanted it to be more philanthropic. Yeah, Rach, and the book claims that she didn't want the piece about her and that it should represent her as a major actor and especially as an activist and philanthropist. So the Vanity Fair researchers couldn't find any evidence of her global philanthropy and activism, saying, in quotes, Hollywood philanthropy is PR philanthropy. So... This is one of those books where the claws are out yeah. from the start. It was like they're trying to like witch hunter, isn't it? I'm reading these excerpts and I was just like, well, to be fair, for the times you have to pay. And one of the other royal accounts actually put up the excerpts on their stories. And that's how I got to read them. This is the book I think that Megan is worried about because some of the things that are coming out in this book, it's like, Wow. Wow. And it also begs the question, we've heard all these claims in the past of Meghan's behaviour towards staff at Kensington Palace and the stories that we're hearing so far, it's claiming what was true. Obviously, we're not saying what was true because 
as we know, there's two sides to every story. Everyone's going to have their own opinion on what happened. And even the person that's written this book, Tom Bauer, he wasn't actually there. He's heard it secondhand from other people. Yeah. So one thing about Tom Bauer, he is an investigative journalist and he's written so many unauthorised biographies on lots and lots of famous people. For instance, our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, Richard Branson. He has brought up for a few libel cases but I don't think he's ever been found to have gone too far with things. So maybe he's just covered all bases with this enough Mm. that it's damaging, but not enough that it could potentially cause a case with um, Harry and Meghan. But you never know, do you? You never know. We actually found out this week, Rach, that Harry, he's on the next phase of his libel case with the Associative Press here in the UK. He hasn't won anything yet and the Associative Press can counteract. Um, The judge has said that he does have a case. So we know that they are very forthright in coming forward and proving a point if it needs to be made. Who knows? Will we see them in court later? Will we not? I don't know. But it's interesting, isn't it? So the Queen didn't want Meghan at Prince Philip's funeral. And it's going to be interesting to read this book. I don't know whether I'm going to buy it yet. I am on the fence because it's like a film trailer, isn't it? Sometimes they put all the best bits in the trailer and you see the film and you're like, oh, well, that didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the fence and I actually put it to the Royal Community over on our Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsor's Pods. So make sure that you're following us on there as well. Because I put like, are you going to read this book? And I was interested actually, Shell, to find out why, if people were going to read it, why they was. And if people weren't, why they was as well, you know. Some people would absolutely love to read this book. And it was pretty much 50-50. Some people were like, yeah, I'm definitely going to read it. And some people were thinking, this is just PR, this is money grabbing, they want to damage Meghan Moore. Then you had people saying, this book is going to prove what's been said all along. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm happy at the moment to read the excerpts. It comes out here in the UK on Friday. So by the time this podcast episode goes up, it will be available. It might be one of those things when I'm in the shop, I'll flick through and I'll see if it's worth my £15 or whatever it is. I feel a bit weird actually about reading this. This to me just does feel very sensationalised, does feel very PR, doesn't it? The fact that it was in the Times, like you mentioned, It's very expensive to put it in there. So, yeah. Mm. I think one of the other stories that I was reading from the excerpts was when Meghan met Harry's friends at a shooting weekend at Sandringham. And apparently she reprimanded them for being sexist and the way that they was joking. And I quote, this is from the book, Harry's friends questioned Meghan's wokery. And I say wokery in quotation marks. And texts exchanged between friends saying, OMG, what about her? And Harry must be effing nuts wow i was just like reading it. i was like oh my gosh what am i reading yeah you know we like being balanced here on keeping up with windsors as much as we possibly can in the times in the comment section sam kastner for vanity fair wrote a comment saying sir i'm afraid tom bauer didn't convey my admiration and respect for Meghan markle in the excerpt for his new book i found miss markle to be exceptionally warm and gracious and admired her intelligence and her remarkable courage as i still do so tom bauer in the excerpt was basically saying that they changed it around because wasn't it to do with like she wanted it to be about her activism and uh, being a major actor and it was saying the excerpts basically says well nobody really knew who she was a major actor what she was on like a cable tv show nobody really knew who she was she wasn't like 
I don't know, a Jennifer Aniston, for example. Yeah. And it said that Buckingham Palace, um, um, because it was titled World About Harry and it was it was not supposed to be about Meghan's relationship with Harry, but that's what the article became. Yeah. It was about them because at the time it was just when their relationship had become public, hadn't it? Yeah, and that's when Sam Kashner sent in a comment in the Times. Just because that's the way in which the article was written and the angle they went in doesn't change how he feels about Meghan and he wanted to make that known. But then we've got a counter argument to a counter argument there's people on twitter saying yeah but he probably had a pr letter or whatever saying blah 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 blah, make this right and who knows i mean these are rabbit holes we're going down now aren't we we're going down one rabbit hole after another but tom bauer i mean to be honest he's got some kahunas haven't he when you think about it do you know what from reading these excerpts and i've been speaking a lot with the royal community this week over on our instagram i said to someone it's like they're going for the jugular yeah they're going for the jugular now. I mean, this hasn't got anything to do with the Queen, as in like the stories about the Queen and what we've read or anything like that about Charles and everything, because they know that's what's coming out in Harry's book. He's going to hit it. Like, he's like, fine, let it all come out and say what you want, because at the end of when my book comes out, you're going to see and hear my truth. Yeah. I think the royal family is going to be extremely worried about what's in that book, let me tell you right now. extremely concerned but what's interesting about that show is you normally have a release date Mm. we've still got not got a release date for harry's memoir yeah so it has been said in the press i have read over the last week that it's been pushed back and it might not even come be coming out this year maybe it hasn't come out because this book is starting to make a few waves and they thought actually let's calm it down a bit but then you never know it might just have a release date tomorrow you just never know with the royal family, do you? But then what would be interesting is we spoke earlier about the Airshot Prize. William will be in Boston in December for that ceremony. Is it going to be out in time for Christmas, shall we say? Oh, can you imagine, you imagine if William was in America when that book comes out? I just can't imagine. I can handle it. Also, we did see Harry give a speech at the UN this week. And whilst we're not going to get political on the podcast, I do also want to say that Harry just looked really sad. Yeah. He looked defeated. I think that's the word, defeated. And a lot of people, I don't know if you saw a video, Shell, there was a video of him and Megan. They was in the audience. They were holding hands. And it was like he was trying to let go of her hand and she wouldn't let go. And especially on Twitter, we're like, something is seriously wrong here. Do you know what, though? You never know. They could have had, I mean, this is a speculation, royal community. They could have had death threats. They could have had the intelligence that they know about. And that's really scary. Like, you don't know what they know. It could be nothing. It could literally be he's having a bad day. Uh, it could be that he was really nervous about doing the speech. It's a big thing, isn't it, in the UN? So, um, but, Shell, I don't know if you saw, but the audience, it wasn't that many people there, was there? Mm. Yeah, but also, let's put it this way. Regardless of how many people are there, and fair enough, there wasn't that many people, it's still going to be worldwide. Mm. And so, you could say to one person, even though you're on camera, you're saying it to a million plus people. And that can be just as nerve-wracking. I think this book coming out, it's just going to open the can of worms. People will be all up in the royals' business. In this book, apparently, it talks about the Jubilee, the fact that Meghan, she was going there with the Netflix TV crew and the whole point was for her to be near the Queen to get that shot of her with the Queen. And obviously yeah. that didn't happen. If anyone reads it, I think that will be interesting to read. And Shell, we always say this all community, We've watched the documentary, The Princes and the Press. Yes. And we've also got a podcast episode on it. So head on back and it'll be in the show notes as well if you want to click on there and go and listen to it. It's so interesting, isn't it? 
It was a documentary on BBC. BBC. On the BBC, yeah. yeah. And we know that they're in cahoots with each other sometimes, sometimes they're not. And I, I think this is a really interesting angle, this book coming out, because it's one bombshell after another. As I say, we've had the Jubilee, we've got the Crown coming out this year. That's going to bring up the whole Charles Camilla, Diana thing all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got William in the US. Then we've apparently got Harry's book, if it does come out this year. And I don't know, I think the monarchy is going to be rocked. And I think there's going to be revelations in that book that I think maybe it's going to be quite hard to come back from. Well, what do you think, royal community? Do you think there's going to be revelations that will rock the core of the royal family? Are you excited about William going to Boston? We're here. Royal community, we're here. We're going to be covering it all as and when it happens. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to support us on Ko-fi, head on over to K-O-F-I. The link will be in the show notes. You can also find us on YouTube. We've got lots of our Jubilee videos that are all up and also the Sotheby's Tiara vlog is up there. And we're going to Buckingham Palace on Saturday. And we will be vlogging ahead to YouTube on Sunday because that's when our Buckingham Palace vlog will be live. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. And if you could leave a little message on why you enjoy the podcast, that would be great as well. If you're listening on Spotify and anywhere else that you get your podcasts, if you can rate and review, we'd absolutely love that. As we always say, thank you so much. We honestly couldn't do this without you guys listening every week. We appreciate every single person that listens to us. We will see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With the Windsors. Windsors.